1: Are you serious? So there's plenty of ways to kill time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us. He's Funt Butcher.
2: And he's Marcus Brunzi.
1: And we're joined today by Editor, Tech Editor of the Metro, one of the UK's no, the UK's most red newspaper right now. Yes. yes sir. Officially, I'll let you introduce yourself.
0: Um, hi, everyone. I'm Lucy. As Marcus said, I'm the tech editor of Metro, all-round tech lover and purveyor of all things techie. And I'm really chuffed that you guys have asked me to come down here today, actually.
2: Let's get a round of applause for that. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Thanks. Out for making it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Adam on time. Exactly.
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy, uh, got something to learn there, mate. Ain't you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Getting it early. First off, though, when people ask you what you do, what do you say? Because for a long time in my life mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what an editor of like a paper was yeah. because I'm stupid well I mm. guess it just
0: it depends on the publication but for me at Metro it's a case of testing out gadgets on a week weekly basis um, going to events going to trade shows getting pre-briefs on some of the stuff that's going to come out in the next few months. So, you know, you're sitting on top secret stuff and you really want to tell someone, but you can't because you sign NDAs and, you know, they'll come for your family if you tell anyone. (laughs) 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 But um, generally, it's just about making sure you're up to date with all the latest news, putting it out there. It's only 10 pages, which sounds like a lot, but it's really not. There's so much, as you know, in the tech world, there's so much to talk about Mm -hmm. and I have to whittle it down to 10 pages. And I find that quite, quite hard. But the fact that my desk is like a fort of toys and tech is great. Yeah, it's amazing. there's always new
1: tech coming out, so mm-hmm. every single day, is there a delivery for you?
0: Not every day, but at least a few times a week, yeah. Some some weeks are more fruitful than others.
1: Well, what's one of the most fruitful times of year? When when should we be like Ooh. me and <laughs> looking to have like, a, a tour of the audience <laughs> and skim, skim some bits?
0: Do you know when's a good time? Usually July, there's all these events, Christmas in July, where companies want to just push the latest products that are going to be out at christmas but they want you to play with it so that you, you know, get as okay with it as possible so you can talk big about it closer to christmas and you know put it as the one of the top things to buy this christmas and things like that but july is a good time um when the iphone comes out that's a good time oh, yeah. <laughs> so, th- so like check this
1: one you're like there's like a list for for the iphone right there is Tell us about this list, please.
0: I'm still not. In, I'm still not sure I understand the list, but okay. somehow I got on the list. Yeah. Um. So I used to work at Stuff magazine. Um, for seven years. About I. I, I quit. I say I quit. I got made redundant. Um. About three, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And um. I think Apple only really put people on the list that are in an editor kind of role. Because I remember when I left, I was the multimedia multimedia editor, and the reviews editor got made redundant as well. And then the iPhone came out, and they didn't let anyone have the iphone from stuff magazine i thought well that's a bit cheeky it's not only that you've got to be an editor you've got to meet them they've got to know you you have to be on the apple team in order to get a freebie otherwise it's not happening the fact that they didn't give it to the editor of the magazine at the time because they'd not met him—it's like volumes as to how they run their ship, you know.
2: You must have acquired a lot of friends, Not new friends around that. <laughs> yeah.
0: What annoys me about my friends though is, like, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, someone said, oh, "Have you got a spare iPad?" Oh yeah, you know, I've just got reams of iPads. Just I kind of have, but yeah. you know,
2: but not for you. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta
1: watch UFC and Netflix at yeah. the same
0: time. So, exactly, it's yeah. all about the multitasking. So, just, hey, uh, hey Lucy, I used to open the door for you. Um, you got know, you. you IPhone. <laughs> <laughs> or you know if you've got a pair of Beats headphones just lying around yeah yeah, yeah, yeah mate
1: <laughs> so, so let's break this down you, you're on a list when the new iPhone comes out
0: mm-hmm. you get it right I do. I get it to test, obviously, first and foremost. That's, a, the, that's the most important thing. Obviously, they want to give you the phone and play with it, but mm-hmm. they give it to the publications that are going to get the news out there first, basically. So Metro is a good platform for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And then, depending, some I know some journalists that get the phone taken back from them after a few months. So, again, I don't fully understand the list.
1: Well <laughs> Apple snatch back?
0: Yeah, wow. dude, they snatch back. Dude. But the way it's been for me for the last few years, which is really cool, is I just exchange them in every year. So I'll be like, there's my old iPhone. Give me the new one. It's great.
1: So do you get to go over to like uh, America and check out all of the iPhone? Yeah. Well,
0: I've only done that twice and that's only in my capacity as, Tech editor um, yeah. at Metro at stuff. There were a load of people that were in the queue before me to go on that trip, but and it's a great trip, but it's really intense, you know. So the the keynotes at what 10 a.m. They get you up really early. I'm not a morning person, and you stand outside for about two hours because they want you to. You know, the camera crews are there. Yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. All these fanboys waiting outside for the iPhone. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> yeah yeah. can we just go in already can i sit down i'm and you fly in the day before so your body is kind of all kinds of crazy you don't your body doesn't know what time it is and then you're live blogging you're tweeting you're doing whatever it is to get all this information out and it's quite fast paced even though they talk really slowly up on stage about the new iphone you know when you're trying to type and take photos and do all that it's quite intense you come out feeling really sweaty yeah
2: that's literally a global event
0: every every time yeah
1: every time it's like trend it trends
0: straight yeah definitely the fact that my friends watch the live stream my friends don't watch any kind of techie live stream they don't watch anything to do ces they don't read the news that kind Mm -hmm. of thing but when it comes to the apple stream on it Mm. yeah what what
1: are you thinking about the the next
0: iphone then this is going to be a good one because it's the 10th anniversary yeah you know but i don't pay attention to any rumors because most of the time they're wrong and then when the rumors that are you know a bit believable it's kind of oh you know an update to the screen oh the shape might change it's not the most exciting thing so i last like to wait and see what happens but this year is going to be a real i think a real game changer they have to they have to do that because i think they're they're losing fans a little bit yeah. samsung's coming up so is lg like underdogs like OnePlus. you know they're making really good smartphones the fact that they just OnePlus plus just um, released a um a limited edition phone in in sync with um, Colette, you know the Colette boutique in Paris, two hundred and fifty models only. They're going like that because people just want this phone, and it's so. Like, where did you come from? Yeah, yeah. Even Huawei, even Huawei's creeping up the back there, making good phones. Is that how you say it? I've been trying to work out how to oh say it. Oh my god, there. yes. <laughs> so how do you it split? Hey, is it Is it H-A-W-E-I? H-U-A-W-E-I. So years ago, I thought it was Huawei, because the whole thing was, hu- who are we, Huawei, yeah. whatever. And I, well, yeah, I used to, I used to do, um, tech talks at, um, Gadget Show Live. Yeah. And every now and again, we are talking about products, the product manager or the PR people will come and watch. And, you know, I'm going, who oh, are we this? Who oh, are we that? And after the, after the session, the woman comes over and she says, it's Huawei. And I was like, oh, oh god, okay, I'm Ooh, sorry. Wow. And ever since then I'm like, it is Huawei people, don't don't pronounce it wrong. The is PR woman way? the PR woman will kill you with her eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so so you think this iPhone is it's gonna be a big one then, yeah? You think it's gonna be Yeah.
0: I think so. I don't I think they need to I don't know. The, um, the home button that they've got at the minute I'm not really a fan I've heard that they're going to completely get rid of that and maybe make some kind of touch screen fingerprint sensors in the, in the actual screen itself mm-hmm. and at MWC there were a few companies touting this kind of technology so it's not unfeasible right. but who knows I want something that is almost bezel-less you know I don't want to see any frame on the outside I want it to be all screen mm, and it's yeah. clever enough to know when I'm holding it and when I want to actually input you know yeah Cause that, that would be cool
1: do you think we're up for another charger change, maybe? Like everything in line? <laughs> oh, I God. We've literally, on a, on a previous episode, we were talking about how USB C is mm-hmm. kind of clever. Like, so, with a Nintendo Switch, we just uh, read today, you might or not know about this or not. Mm-hmm. You can plug your Nintendo Switch into your MacBook Pro and charge either one off the other depending on which oh nice though. I yeah. did not know that. Mm. Yeah so Yeah
0: I think no Apple likes to be unique. They like to do things their own way. They that's do
1: that's
2: not a good way of saying it. That's <laughs> a very good way of saying unique was- Exactly. It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but you know they don't they they like to lead the pack. That's yeah. that's mm. how they've always been. They mm-hmm. will not conform to what mm. other companies are doing because that's them surrendering. They want to be the leader. Yeah. And whether people like it or not, like look what happened with the the whole removal of the three point five headphone jack. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. people have moaned about it, but they've got on with it now, and yeah. people are buying wireless headphones and oh, yeah. wireless headphones. And I keep getting emails about it. You know, the most biggest trends, one of the biggest trends of this year so far, wireless headphones.
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm the sort of guy that will complain, but at the same time, I will go and get the iPhone on the day release, <laughs> yeah. plug it into my MacBook Pro, and watch yep. Apple TV. While I'm doing it So yeah I'm, I feel like Apple's been very good At getting us in Like I feel like I'm, I'm part of the Apple family The ecosystem yeah.
0: yeah I'm into it I know Although I'm waiting for the S8 The Samsung S8 okay. Because I think this is the first time That I might jump ship Really? and mm. then obviously It all depends on what The new iPhone says this year But I just I don't know I'm just a bit Just a bit bored of iOS at the moment It's not bad It's not done anything wrong I just think It's time for a change I've had my iPhone for years mm, Since yeah. like the 4 mm-hmm. Yeah The 4 Crazy. How, is, how difficult
2: do you find it breaking that ecosystem? I mean, if you've got other Apple products at home and then you have to kind of like, yeah. if, it, it might kind of play on your OCD that this is one <laughs> thing that
0: just doesn't sit with the others. I think the one thing I'll miss is the, when your photos kind of copy, over mirror onto each yeah. device. But other than that, yeah, I use pages and numbers, but I'm not that bothered about my article being mirrored on my iPad or my Mac. Right. Mm. I'm not going to miss, I'm not going to miss that. I'm not that imbe- embedded into the ecosystem. But for some people, yeah, that's a big deal, but not for me. Yeah, I mean Ooh. there's a
1: lot of change I mean it's, I saw you tweet about this uh, the other day which was about the change of Alexa and Siri there's kind of been like a clash going on and and Amazon's trying to like sneak Alexa into the yeah iPhone, right? just a, yeah and
0: you know that they've they've managed to find a loophole because they've obviously you know if you go straight to, to Apple and ask them this is going to be a straight up hand in the face no but yeah. they've managed to find a way to get their AI assistant to work with Siri and it's just like it's a bit of a two fingers to Apple yeah who are dragging their heels a little bit mm-hmm. in the virtual assistant world in my opinion yeah. Alexa is everywhere you can have Alexa in your Hoover fridge or vacuum not Hoover vacuum fridge your pet feeder everything it's everywhere. Yeah. it's incredible
1: Inch- I'm, I'm interested to see like I, I want it to get to a point where Iron Man you know the way Iron Man <laughs> talks to talks to his, his devices I want it to be in that level I want to be like hey Mars, how are you doing today I'm a little bit down oh I'll tell you a joke <laughs> I want that
0: kind of conversation <laughs> you get me I don't uh, know I think that's a bit creepy for me really mm.
1: where they know where like your your, um, your personality AI knows where you've been mm. so like you might be trying to lie to your partner like where have you been <laughs> I just went for a run That's a lie You just went to
0: McDonald's down the street (laughs) Your GPS location Says that you were here And it's like Oh my god yeah. (laughs) Or you know Like some kind of How situation Where it just goes A bit sentient And just decides To turn on you You know The robot uprising You never know Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You know This is all new This is all new territory You've got people Like Stephen Hawking Saying you need to be careful With artificial intelligence Because you could get it to a point where it's more intelligent than you, and yeah. own you, and it will take over all your products. There's nothing you can do about it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a matter of time. I think I feel like it's a matter of time. Someone's going to flip the switch yeah. and say, "You know what? <laughs> We've got something that is unbelievably clever, and he's going to look at one lead, one bit of wire, which plugs into the wall for Ethernet or something like that, or he's going to give it the Wi-Fi code, and that's it. AI is going to take us Yeah,
0: over. it's this exciting territory. I think, yeah. but scary, yeah. scary, exciting. Yeah, nice. yeah, nice.
1: Um, you spoke also about. Press releases on your Twitter as well. This is an interesting. <laughs> thing. You see, because honestly, like we see quite a bit of stuff here. Like at yeah. talking an hour, mm-hmm. but compare that to what Lucy Hedges sees. Like, yeah, uh, my like. inbox is a
0: sea of crap. It's honestly, it's just obviously there's some gems in there as well. But I'm obviously, I always feel like I'm wading through molt, like serious amounts of information just to get the, the, the gold nugget. You yeah. know?
1: Yeah. So when like these companies are sending you stuff, what makes it What's a, like, what's a good press release? What makes you think, oh, you know what, you've actually delivered it to me in a way that's mm. interesting and different? Because I suppose it'd be easy for me to send you an email with a bit of paper telling you about my product.
0: Yeah. Well, I find a lot of PRs will write this, you know, largely like, just emphatic press release about how amazing this product is and they're not even giving you the, the chance to make up to have have an opinion, you know, it's the screen, it performs as well as it looks and the process is so fast, it's going to mean multitasking is going to be, you know, through the roof and you're going to be able to, I don't know, have this multitasking computer in the palm of your hand. It's like, just just, just label the spec. You don't need to <laughs> add all these objectives in and say why it's amazing. Yeah. Just, mm. just tell me the facts, which is why I tweeted about this Carphone Warehouse press release. It was just a simple sheet of paper with boxes saying, all you need to know, top features, spec, battery life, price. I spend so many minutes of my life scrolling to the end of a press release. All I want is the release date and the price. Mm-hmm. It's not there. You then email the PR and they say, Oh, we'll just get back to you. It's like, just give me the give me the stuff I need. Yeah. It's it's it wastes quite a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You have that on tap.
1: But that's important. I think for customers, we we should get that as well. So if they're doing that for you and taking care of it mm-hmm. on your side, then we should be seeing that as well. Because sometimes some products are just like they overgas it don't yeah. they definitely like, you know, it's like something's going to change the world like you know like oh we're going to give you this smart watch and it's going to change your life <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly like, yeah, before I got this smart watch I was a loser <laughs> no, no I'm like now nah, come on man let's, let's be real not being able to tell the time <laughs> by looking at your wrist <laughs> doesn't make
0: you a loser, so. But yeah, it's just about getting to the point. Yeah. Sometimes it's at least two or three pages of just this wildly loose language about how amazing this product is, and yeah. you don't want to read that. You want to be able to make up your own opinion, and as a journalist, that's what you do. So yeah. I feel a lot of PRs waste time doing these unnecessary elongated press releases. It takes them ages to do it, and then a, a, a journalists like me just read it and think, delete. I'll go and read the, read, the, read it somewhere else. Read yeah. the spec somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And and like with the the tech section of the Metro. Because the Metro is it's a free paper that's delivered uh, across the undergrounds and in public areas and mm-hmm. all across the UK, um, it, I feel like the section that you've got kind of makes it bite-sized and easy to access. Like There's a lot of things that are quite technical and mm-hmm. like, quite hard and you kind of condense Gosh, it down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, so, that's one of the things I relish in. Whether I'm talking about tech somewhere or writing about it, tech can be really boring yeah. or unnecessarily convoluted yeah. Yeah. and it's very easy for someone to just switch off, you know? And I really like taking that information yeah. breaking it down and just making it fun yeah. you know i yeah. try and do that with metro but at the same time i'm forced to do that there's not enough room yeah <laughs> and i guess, come from okay. writing on the internet yeah. where you can just write pages and pages and,
2: and i guess it's like, ideal for the nature of the commuter at that time of the day to kind of have something yeah like yeah, yeah some exactly. Pa- uh, exactly bite-sized and to the point
0: yeah
1: something to take into work yeah and or yeah something so you can read it take it into work and yeah. have a little chat exactly but there's something we talk about on the show quite a lot mm-hmm. that comes up uh there's some of our most popular episodes have involved sex and robots yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a section I love that laugh I love it at has got the dirtiest laugh ever I, it's it. it's, like, it's, I think it's, it's
0: my you even like oh my god shut her up <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's,
1: the, that's the sort of cackle when someone tells like a low belt joke in a yeah. comedy show yeah. and like ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like um you done an article about sex and... Actually, tell us about it, because that was really, really good. That yeah, section. it's kind of
0: Rise of the Robosexuals. You know, this yeah. I felt really, really weird after researching and writing this, mm. this article. You know, it's about people who are willingly open to having sex with robots, sexual encounters, mm. relationships. Yeah. There's a woman now in in Paris, I believe. Yeah, she she's created her own 3D printed robot. It looks creepy as hell, but, you know, this is the early doors here. She says she's not doing anything sexual with it, but she's in a relationship with it and she plans to marry it next year. Wow. And it's like, whoa, oh, someone's um, had a bad love life, you know? <laughs> but it's it's about... I'm I'm, seeing I am mean, what's, I'm, the, what's the legalities
2: around that? Can you actually marry a robot <laughs> <laughs> this? <laughs> well,
0: there was this... Um, a conference at Goldsmiths University end of last year called Love, Sex and Robots and it was all about you know the rules and regulations and how are we going to regulate this kind of behaviour because it's you know it's a lot about a lot of it is to do with the sexualization of women yeah. and it's not just there are you know I've seen you know VR porn for females or you know yeah, there are yeah. female versions yeah. of sex robots and whatever yeah. but ultimately it's all about the guy yeah. and I think a lot of people have a problem with that mm-hmm. and but I don't I, at this stage there's no rules because it's not there, the technology's not there. But what you're seeing at the moment, um, this is an article I wrote last year, so every Valentine's Day I'm like, Oh no one's talk no one's talk about love, let's talk about sex and robots and vibrators. That's and what I'm it's all about It's all about, you <laughs> it's about virtual reality porn, yeah. but it's not just about the visuals, they can connect to fleshlights and all kinds of random sex toys, so whatever's happening on screen is in sync wow. with what's happening down there. Yeah. And it's quite scary. You can get stuff for couples, so you know, I'm in I'm at home, boyfriends in America, we can like hook up and VR and like connect Ourselves to things, it's yeah. creepy. It's creepy. That's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of they kind of uh,
2: uh, hinted at that in the film Demolition Man when they had the kind yes. of the headsets yeah. and they were yeah. feeling everything they were kind of experiencing visually. And I feel like we can move towards that. You know, I feel
1: like I, th- I genuinely feel you I th- you hope <laughs> we can move towards that. <laughs> I feel like I uh, no, but I, th- I think that I genuinely feel I I feel like it can happen. You know, I, I feel like even I, if think, it's gonna I think it's going to happen. It's going to get to a point where because. Any available opportunity, if we can do it the easy way, is in terms of we don't have to actually have physical contact, like that old old school idea of yeah. going up to a girl or or a yeah. girl going up to a guy and going, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. how are you doing? Yeah. Like, nah, fuck that. I can do twin Tinder. Yeah, Get me, that sort yeah. of stuff. So I just find it. If you don't have to do that at all, yeah, you just have to make sure that your sex bot is plugged in.
2: That's the only <laughs> make sure it's charged. Make sure yeah. it's charged, obviously. But don't you find it it's strange that you could actually be on a date with your partner? And if you spill drink in her, she can malfunction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get the waterproof model back. Fine. You'll, yeah. you'll need. You. To be fair, yeah, you'll geez. need the. Water, you'll need the waterproof model. But you know, yeah. it's not just about the sex toys and the VR. Yeah. There are these group of guys in America that are making actual sex robots that look like kind of fleshy women you know it's wow. really it's amazing on one hand but mm-hmm. really creepy on the other and you know there's these m- sex trade shows and they're showing them off and yeah. just like these real old guys carrying this chick <sighs> and her legs open, pretty you can see the you can see the point of access and you're just like oh <laughs> <"Ugh." laughs> i really feel ill but it's going to help a lot of people with disabilities it's going to help like you say people who are really introverted mm-hmm. but i think it's also quite dangerous i yeah. think when i first tried vr porn i remember thinking holy crap people are not gonna leave the house Really? Yeah. yeah good. It, well, and I watched it on a Gear VR. That's not even that great. You know, the graphics weren't that great. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on an HTC Vive. Wow. <laughs> <I mean, laughs>
1: but you know, this is this is yeah. the
0: early stages, yeah, and yeah. I'm even I'm like, wow, this is actually incredible for for people who love porn, which is I'd say everyone, yeah, <laughs> <in> <laughs> yeah. majority of the world. Yeah. You know, it's people aren't going to leave the house. I don't think. And you're already seeing things like that in Japan. They um they have sex dolls. Yes. And yeah. you know, we we heard about those. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, populations down they don't make children as much because they've got these, these sex cells to keep them happy until they're ready to find a wife
1: yeah like out out there oh. like a lot of the stuff and it's a sweeping generalisation but a lot of the articles we found that have been like sex body they are relationship inclined, aren't they? Like yeah. a lot of them are, this is designed to yeah. be like a wife or they've got like their own, like uh, AI systems that are set up to speak yeah. to them. Yeah. like a, Like the a other half. And that's a, <laughs> that's a little bit sad. The like, actual
2: sex part yeah. is actually secondary to the yeah. actual relationship and companionship. Yeah. I've so yeah.
1: got ones that, there was one that would eat with you. If you let it know you were eating, it was like a hologram that would eat with you. And yeah. that you're kind of like,
0: oh. oh. And
1: then I suppose it's the <laughs> other, it's the other kind of like, Sweaty, nasty Yeah, man. (laughs) Like, you know, if someone's
0: got a sex (laughs) robot, are they going to introduce you? Oh, this is, you know, this is, I don't know, Laura. (laughs) Or are they going to keep her locked away until you leave the house and Laura comes out? I don't know.
2: Their sex bot is never clothed.
0: Well, you know, it depends on what you're into. You might like, you might enjoy undressing the robot.
2: (laughs) is is
1: Is it cheating if you have a sex robot, though? If you have in a relationship, you, never, and you have a sex. Like, at what point does it go from being, ah, oh, it's just a flesh line? Yeah. Or it's just like, you know, a vibrator to, hang on, that's a whole person that you've got in your cupboard there. So when we have an argument and you go home in a rush, yeah. I don't think you're in a bad mood. I'm I just, think you're going to go get over me, literally.
2: I, 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 think, I think my main fear is this sex bot connecting with uh, Alexa and locking the doors because she gets jealous. <laughs>
0: There you go, the robot uprising has come in so many ways. But yeah, I think the moment you need to worry about cheating and things like that is when, like you say, when they're so artificially intelligent yeah. that they ask you how your day is and can actually interact with you yeah. and their skin or the plastic feels really flesh-like and, yeah. you know, if you looked at her from afar, you'd think that's an actual human. Oh no, it's a robot. Yeah, yeah. Give it, give it. I know five, ten years. They reckon by twenty fifty, people will be marrying robots. Or they, the 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 experts, (laughs) the the robot, the robot experts, and the the pervs and the pervs. (laughs) I'll
1: be marrying it too. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
0: That's greenlight.com slash ACAST.
1: Um, So you've also, you cover all sorts of cool stuff. Like, and I like the theme. So you've also covered like medical tech as Mm -hmm. well. Like, so there's sort of like pill cameras and nanoparticles. Yeah. So, so, future gazing stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I love a bit of future gazing. It's yeah. really cool, isn't it? I think sometimes you can future gaze too much. These things never make it into fruition, which mm-hmm. can be really disappointing, mm-hmm. especially from my perspective as a journalist. But that's one of the things I love to do. Sometimes I need to rein it in a bit because you've got to tell people that like, what's happening now. But I love looking into the future. Yeah. And medical technology is unbelievable right now. Do you remember um, what was that film? Inner a space, yeah. De- um, David Love that Quaid. film. Do you remember oh, yeah. that yeah. film? That was yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, the idea yeah. Yeah.
1: of a. Sorry, Billy. We need to explain it to Billy. What
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can I explain it? Yeah, there's, you explain. It was actually a, fa- a favorite film okay, of mine. See. So th- there's this classic scene where this um, he's an astronaut and he gets shrunk. Yeah. He gets shrunk down to like beyond microscopic size. Yeah? yeah. And then this this scientist is he's kind of running away from these guys are trying Stay to kill him. Stay with us, Billy. Yeah. Stay with us. And he injects. This um, uh, the, the syringe into this guy's bum, and he entered into this guy's bloodstream, and then he's in this little spaceship, but he's literally going all <laughs> through this guy's body. Yeah, amazing! And it's just <laughs>
0: hilarious because he's so hapless and just he freaks out all the time. It's brilliant. It's a really old film. Yeah, yeah. you should I mean, watch the graphics, it. Really. The
1: graphics were amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But yeah, so it's all about. When you say nanobots or nanorobots, I think it puts this image in your mind that you're getting a metal robot, you know, in in a similar vein to that film, Mm. but it's not that kind of robot. I think that's quite creepy when you think about it, letting a robot loose in your body. Um, What we're talking about here is kind of nanoparticles that are probably a thousand times smaller than a strand of hair. So, you know, the human eye cannot detect this, but these Mm. things can be injected into your bloodstream, into the smallest blood vessels to detect disease, repair parts of the body and also deliver medicine. It's all in clinical trial stage at the moment, but it's something that loads of universities are working on. The FDA are working on approving different um, elements of it. And I think it's really quite clever because there are so many different elements of it. So there there are ones where you can attach, kind of biological molecules onto it for example so it knows exactly where to go you mm-hmm. can't just inject it in your bloodstream it needs to know where to go yeah. yeah and then there are other ones that can react to the gases in your stomach for example and then propel themselves around your body to get to where they need to go and other ones work that you can inject metal in your body and then the nano medicine or the nanobots know to go that way because it's almost like a magnet attraction you know they they go to the point of pro- the problem the problematic point um, and deliver the drugs and then evaporate and go away incredible so you
1: think in our lifetime we'll be seeing real application of, of I think possibly
0: absolutely absolutely i don't know I don't know when but the fact that there's clinical trials at the moment and the fda are very heavily involved in these kind of trials I think it's really clever and things like I think cancer and um it's big big for cancer you know detecting tumors mm-hmm. and detecting the point of disease but also for um uh, What are those people called that have to inject insulin into Oh, diabetics. Diabetics! God, that word went out of my head then. You know, the fact that you can put a nanobot in your body Mm -hmm. and then shine a UV light when you're ready for it to release the insulin into your body that's another type of nanorobot as well wow. which is really cool because mm. you know I know some diabetics it's a chore having to get your pen out and have yeah. to inject yourself yeah. it becomes yeah. a chore yeah. and a burden you leave the house without that it's game over for mm. you mm-hmm. got this thing in your body all you need is a light someone give me a light yeah. and yeah. you can release release that that medicine or that into your body into your bloodstream it's cool
1: just don't go raving in our beef when you've got that on because yeah. the UV <laughs> <laughs> you get the <laughs>
0: but they're also like origami type ones as well so you get them injected into the bloodstream mm-hmm. and over over time, they'll release some drugs and then give it another certain amount of time. It yeah. releases more drugs. And then when it's finished, it evaporates and goes away. Mm. It's, it sound, it's so sci-fi. It sounds almost unbelievable. But the fact that, you know, back in the 60s, when another film similar to Inner Space came out, that was all far-fetched, even the 80s. That's really kind of dystopian or utopian, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. You'd think that, no, that stuff would never come to light. Mm. But here we are. I look forward to it. Very cool, I well,, looked and like to the that. pill cam that you mentioned, this is um is one called the um pill cam colon two It's just a pill that you swallow it's got a camera and it emits its own light, it goes around your digestive tract takes pictures sends it back to a computer so the doctor can see what's going on so you know kind of avoiding things like colonoscopies which yeah. from and what I've heard are not comfortable yeah. and things can like that camera up your
1: ass, basically Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Your ass. yeah, now you don't have to do that you just have to swallow a pill exactly yeah. and, um,
0: at the moment it's on a need to have basis you know they're not offering that to just anyone it's for I people with problems
2: no, I would, not. I would <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that like yeah, yeah. give <laughs> <Jim> me the pill cam give me pill See your blockages <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but It's really It's yeah, really clever though Isn't great, it You know great, It's yeah. just
0: It's taking out The uncomfortable procedures It's making people Feel a lot com- more comfortable Some people mm. avoid The hospital like the plague Because mm. they're worried They're mm. scared They're embarrassed This kind of thing Just er- eradicates all of that Which I think is really cool And mm. hopefully
1: cheaper as well Because you're saving time If you can create something You know To pop this pill And it'll fire back the picture As long as you You know Connect it to the wifi Or whatever However it works <laughs> Yeah yeah you know, And, you know, and obviously Saving
0: time and money Yeah, you know, The NHS hasn't got a good rep at the moment, it needs help. There's mm-hmm. not enough staff. Mm-hmm. These kind of things could potentially help help the system. Mm-hmm. So that could be really cool. And one more other thing I think is really cool in medicine is th- um, printing organs.
2: Fuck yeah! Oh, wow. Printing tissue. Never thought of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of universities are working on it right <laughs> now. They're they're able to print tissue and certain types of organs, but they're not living beyond once it's been printed. So mm-hmm. it's about getting the blood vessels to keep pumping that blood through yeah. to keep living, and they're not they're not quite there yet. But there's mm-hmm. um. A unit in Brisbane, I think, called mm-hmm. the Biofabrication Unit. They've just developed this entire part of a hospital dedicated to 3D printing tissue and organs. And the fact they're pumping millions of dollars into this, into this department t- tells you that this is happening. It's definitely happening. I'm
1: about to start taking up extreme sports. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can just replace my liver, yeah, yeah? in about ten years. <laughs> <any> <laughs> That's wicked. All right, let's let's bring it back to 2017. Now mm-hmm. we've, we've had loads of talk over the last sort of 12, 18 months about VR and AR. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your take on it? Because it's really interesting to hear what everyone's opinion yeah. is on, on on what they think is going to be, you know, better or more exciting or where the positives and negatives are going to be on each what's yeah, your take yeah. on them
0: before I go let me just ask you two what VR have you tried what's the best one you've tried the best headset
1: of recent mm-hmm. the closest thing to the Vive that I've tried was the new Oculus yeah like that's Oculus pretty good that I feel like it's close to the Vive I think that was that was pretty cool but it depends on the titles and what I'm doing because I still get um, VR sickness so I oh, can't do no. all the games like some of the games where there's movement I'm like <laughs> 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 everyone's like how is it I'm like mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, <laughs> There's, yeah, I think the new Oculus is cool, but my favourite experience was the Vive, and I think it's still still the Vive. Yeah, 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 yeah
2: same. Yeah. What about you? I actually missed out on the PlayStation one, because I wanted to try the Resident Evil one, but I heard from <laughs> Marcus, who actually <laughs> trialled it, that it is actually one of the most frightening experiences. Oh,
0: That's gonna, what I've gonna, heard. yeah
1: I'm going to be honest, I, I had to go on someone else's information for the Resident Evil, because I was there, and I, I put the headset on, but... I didn't think I played enough of the game. <laughs> to actually. Were you scared? That, you know, but, Were you scared, uh, Marcus? What it was, was it just, you know, I felt like, you know, I just wasn't, it wasn't realistic enough for me. I mean, the fact that it was like, you know, hate, no, I'm like I was scared. It was way too real. And that's so good, on, though. On yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so you, uh, you've missed out on the PS4 one. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. So yeah, 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 yeah. Vive,
0: yeah. What the Vi- the Vive is my is is my favorite experience. Okay, but I think so last year was all about hardware, I think. It was all about the Oculus coming out, poster Child of VR, I think, it put it on the map for everyone with its mm. Kickstarter campaign mm-hmm. and obviously being bought by Facebook. And then HTC just came out of nowhere and their their headset has the best graphics and the fact that it's got the kind of um it knows the, the param, the parameters of your room. So it can detect when there's an object or whatever. And it comes into your field of view to let you know, yeah, you're about to crash into a sofa. Oh, wow. Oculus doesn't have that. And I think obviously that's why it's a bit cheaper. But mm-hmm. you know, this technology is, is really cool. But I think this year it's all about the VR experiences. So I went to, um, a virtual reality arcade in Paris. It's called the Bibliothèque MK2. Um, and it's just imagine like an old school arcade where you've got, you know, all these different machines you can go on, go on the driver's yeah, yeah. game, do whatever. This was Oculus was set up in three different spots, PlayStation VR and another bit where you could play games. Yeah. You've got Vive, you can do virtual rowing, you can do virtual sword fighting, you can play games and. This is where it's about. This is where I think VR is going. It's really expensive. Normal, most people aren't going to buy it unless you're heavily invested into technology or you're a bit of a fanboy of all things tech and you're Mm. a massive geek. You're not going to buy a headset. You know they're quite expensive. Yeah, Yeah. you can get you can get a VR experience on Google Cardboard, but you know it's not it's not that good Mm -hmm. compared to these high end um, high end headsets. So I think it's about companies. Building these VR experiences for people and getting them to experience and experience them themselves. That's the only way, in my opinion, that I think virtual reality is going to really hit the mainstream. You know, I can write about it till I'm, my fingers go blue. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how good VR is until you've experienced it. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. I could tell you how good it is, but until you put on that Vive headset, I put it on for the first time a couple of, uh, last year, January, and it was this, weird engineering room and i was you know building a robot or something and then i was really bad at it and then it was like you suck and the floor started to disappear and i genuinely jumped back i thought i was going to fall through the floor <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm a sane human being yeah. but i thought the floor was gonna yeah. cl- cl- close in on me yeah. and I, it's 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 just incredible it's not just about gaming i think it's about experiences you know being front and center at a tennis court or basketball match mm. or being able to talk face to face to a doctor mm. um entertainment being front row at a gig something like that
2: so roughly how many years you think we're away from this experience but actually being in the homes as opposed to being in in, in like a theme park capacity where like the VR experience is like a section of Disney World or something like that yeah Yeah. it's
0: hard to tell because I think until they bring that price down Mm -hmm. who's got 700 pounds to lay down on a headset all the people I know that have bought it are mega geeks yeah you know and they work in tech yeah they're the only people I know and I can only base that on you know my the microcosm that is my life but Mm -hmm. I think that's the implications for everything else quite wide that's you're not gonna there's not gonna be widely adopted not yet but i don't know it's hard to tell yeah Yeah. bring that price down
1: yeah yeah i do want to ask you about ar and we will
0: do that hey folks i'm mark maron from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues
1: wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com
0: In part two it is.